you want that supreme state of bliss, the scriptures have clearly said, be in equanimity, let the mind be in equanimity, in peace, if you want that state of infinitude. But with the world of things, to some extent, we can accept. But with people, we seem to have even more a deeper sense of distinction, classification, according to the importance they have in our life. And more than importance, it depends on whom we expect happiness from. And therefore, we categorize specially people, some close to us, some as close family, other as relatives, some as friends, some also we take as enemies, competitors, and thus build different kind of relationships with people, at the same time get easily affected by what they say, what they do, or what they don't do. Our minds then constantly keeps agitated, disturbed, and such a disturbed, agitated mind distorts our complete image of the world itself. And with such a disturbed, wavering mind, that unconditional, that permanent truth is not recognized, which is present everywhere in everyone. But because of the agitations of our mind, the reactions of our mind, the classifications of our mind, we get affected by people. And thus, the mind does not remain contemplative or meditative. Therefore, Bhagwan says, now in this following verses, that no doubt we do get affected at this moment because we have built impressions in our mind about people. So, he says that these distinctions that we create, Shatrao Mitre Putra, Bhajamudamate Shatra against an enemy, Mitre, a friend, Putre, son, Bandhav, some relative, Ma Kuru Yatnam 
Vigraha Sandhav. Towards some, we strive, overstrive, struggle to create a certain relationship. We try to struggle to make that relationship conducive to us. While with others, we fight, quarrel, and try to push away those people from us. The wisdom of the wise is, don't over-struggle, don't repel. Ma kuru yatnam vigraha sandhav. Effortlessly, whatever you can give, whatever you can share, whatever you can do with your goodwill, you do for everyone. But don't try because people have their own impression also. People have their own relationship with you. People have your, their own expectations. Therefore, don't overly struggle with these distinctions of relations that we build with people. Don't try to break. Don't try to make. Then what should we do? And how could we get over these distinctions? He says, Sarvasmin api pasya atmanam. Take your attention with knowledge, with devotion, to see in everyone the same atma, the same self, the same truth, the same Lord. And Sarvatra Utsruja Beda Agyanam. And everywhere, whenever these distinctions, differences come to our mind to affect us and takes away our attention from that constant vision of seeing the one truth in everyone, the one Lord in everyone, to see oneself in everyone. Even our transaction at the empirical level can become meaningful, as it is said, even in the Dharma Shastras, in the books of righteousness. How do we treat anybody as you would treat yourself or as you would want to be treated yourself? This is very beautifully said in the Mahabharata. Do to others as you want to be done to you. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Behave with others as you want people to behave with you. This is how we start seeing the self in the other. At an initial level, understand just as you have your needs, you have your emotions, you have your ideals, principles, thoughts, so also others have. As we hold on or respect our thoughts and ideals, so should we also allow others. So even starting at this level, when we see the self in everyone, another simple way is, 
put yourself in the other person's shoe. Ask yourself how that person would feel if you spoke in this manner. Of course, this doesn't mean that in the empirical level, in the relative level, that you do anything wrong. Because remember, the consequences of your actions come to you. Live a life of dharma. But when you see the self in the other, naturally there is love. And in love, we remove all distinctions and differences. A friend also becomes your very own. Thus, keeping all these distinctions aside, don't overly struggle to please anyone. Do your duties, fulfill your duties, and remaining, whatever opinion they have about you, it's their democratic right. Let them have it. When overly we try to please someone, we can't always do that. Just as you have your right to your opinion, they also have the right to their opinion. Just as you suffer for your opinions, if they are wrong, they also will suffer with their opinions if they are wrong. Thus, be accepting. When you see yourself in the other, there is love. And in love, there is acceptance, there is giving, there is sharing. One very interesting incident. I remember when I was young, I was standing at the bus stop and there was a gentleman of our lane, elderly gentleman, quite known to us because would come and meet and greet everybody and very often give lectures to youngsters on how they should behave or during his times what they did. But quite a likable person was standing at the bus stop and as you know, buses are not necessarily at the right frequency. They had to wait at the bus stop sometimes for quite some time and that too also the buses come crowded. He was finally in the front of the bus stop. Uh, and hope that the next person would carry him into the already full bus. But that time, a college-going youngster comes and those days they used to carry just one book and that to also roll it like a Sudarshan Chakra with some uh, you know, music ringing in their ears. This man saw this person come right in front. His chance of getting into the bus would be bleak. He has been waiting for an hour to come to the front got angry with that young man and told him, touching him. The young man says, don't touch me. So those days did not go with t-shirts or tone jeans. You generally had a well-ironed shirt. So he said, don't touch me. This man started saying, nowadays youngsters have no proper behavior and kept on saying what will happen to this world when these youngsters uh, you know, take over and they have no decency, they have no culture. He got so angry, the youngster looked at him shouted back at him, old man. He said, you're calling me old man, old man. He looked behind for help, but as usual, it's not your problem. Everybody turned on the other side. And others who wanted to help also, seeing these two fight like this, kept away. 
while they were fighting his book fell down the elderly man read his name realized they had a same common surname inquired and found out that they were related and that too also quite closely related but they had moved away to different cities and therefore they had lost touch he says oh don't you know i'm your uncle i'm your uncle i'm your uncle now the little boy is when he was a little boy had probably seen this uncle but doesn't remember and now he shows uh, reminds him now when the bus comes who goes in the bus the moment that they know that there is some identity between them all quarrels come to an end if we see the one self in everyone all these distinctions of hate enmity prejudices will come to an end and such a mind when it is calm can not only see the divine self within but begin to recognize beyond the body mind and intellect the consciousness the self is the very same just as one electricity passes through all the different types of bulbs different forms of light different forms of heaters as well as coolers the expressions are different according to their equipments and what their equipments are made for but that electricity that passes through all of them is one and the same same way that all pervading consciousness because of which a person can come to us as a friend because of which we have our various relationships or because of which also someone can become your enemy it depends on the different texture of the equipments in fact even the equipments are made up of the same material the same mud goes to make or the chemicals go to make this body carbon phosphorus etc the same air from each other's nostril goes into each other's nostril most of us in fact think alike feel alike at all physical levels or relative levels also if we want to see a unity we can if we want to see a difference we can but in the absolute self there is only one and therefore to recognize that one with all the knowledge that we have whenever our minds creates these distinctions see someone as close someone as far someone as friend someone as enemy shift the attention to see that one common factor because of which i can feel and the other person also feels the moment we shift our attention to that our mind becomes quiet this is called as contemplation and meditation and this is not only when we sit quietly trying to discover ourselves try to discover that which is permanent in us that i 
am in midst of all these changing personalities. But when we transact with the world, keep this vision of oneness. Keep this vision of unity. If you try, you can see the oneness in everyone. Even at a relative level, if we see, all strife and struggles will come to an end. And what pours out of us is love. Just as those two people in the bus queue, the moment they see an identity with each other, immediately there is peace, there is love, there is sharing. And afterwards when the bus came, both were saying, you go, you go, but the third person jumped into the bus and left. That which brings about peace, that which brings about harmony, is this knowledge that there is only one eternal truth, one self-essence of everyone. We have to just constantly remind us, and that's why all our gestures, all our practices of folding our hands and reminding us of this unity, we should never forget. Constantly remind ourselves in whatever transactions we do in this world, that there is the same self in me, the same self in the other that I see at this moment as other. Having said that, now Bhagwan Shankaracharya points out to us that how do we discover this self within us and how our transaction with the world be the same just as the realized master. Internally, that which creates in us all these distinctions, all these agitations, and when we see through that ever dull film of our mind, which is constantly wavering, the images that we see on the other side of the world are definitely fraught with fear, anxiety, stress, insecurities, and such a quiet mind is not available for meditation and knowledge. Therefore, what is to be achieved within to experience this self? And Bhagwan Shankaracharya says, Kamam krodham lobam moham tyaktvatmanam pashyati soham Atma jnana vihina modaha te pachyante narakani godaha bhajago vindam bhajago vindam govindam bhajamodamate the inner poisons the inner causes of creating these different waves in our mind have been listed by our rishis as kama, lust, 
लास्ट मीनिंग दैट अपसेसिव डिजायर अपसेसिव सेल्फिश डिजायर फॉर एनी ऑब्जेक्ट और बींग विद द थॉट दैट आई कैन नॉट बी हैप्पी विदाउट इट एंड एवरीथिंग इज फॉर माई प्लेजर इवन समाइम्स एट द कॉस्ट ऑफ द सफरिंग ऑफ अदर्स कामम क्रोधम एंड वेन लास्ट इज नॉट फुलफिल्ड एनी बडी और एनी थिंग दैट कम्स इन द वे ऑफ आवर एक्सपेक्टेशन आवर डिजायर वी रिबाउंड ऑन दैट थिंग एंड पर्सन इन द फॉर्म ऑफ एंगर एंड जस्ट एज लास्ट बर्नस यू कंपेल्स यू ड्राइव यू crazy to get whatever you want at all cost same way anger burns you destroys you destroys the peace of your mind and destroys the very balance of our body and harms us first before even we can harm anybody else lobham greed that unending desire which any amount we try to get is never enough not only with wealth and objects but even sometimes what we expect from people and as much as we get doesn't seem to be enough greed moham our delusory attachments and अहंकार ईगो एंड मात्सर्य जेलिसी दीज आर कंसिडर्ड टू बी दिक्स टॉक्सिन्स ऑफ द माइंड एंड वेन देर इज टॉक्सिन इन आवर सिस्टम देर इज दिस ईज डिजीज ऑल्सो एज वेल एज दिस ईज अकॉर्डिंग टू द एंशंट साइंस ऑफ आयुर्वेद it is this six mental toxins which are very often the cause of the disease at our physical level as well as the malady and the disease of society therefore in our introspections in our daily living these due to past may rise in our hearts in our minds be completely alert and vigilant to watch them don't consider them as your friends they fascinate you at first but always remember that they are the cause of your disease physical mental intellectual and this constant disease at the mental level disturbs our pranas those disturb pranas then affect our body and our behavior in the world outside be wary of these internal toxins get rid of them as soon as possible
the antidote to all these toxins are also there, such as contentment, compassion, sharing, love, that makes us see beyond all delusions, likes and dislikes. Love that does not create any distinctions and differences and therefore all our selfishness and ego dissolves in love. And that knowledge which points out to us who we truly are and how we are one with everything and everyone. Remove these toxins in our mind. But some will say, so what? After all, we are human. A little bit of all this will definitely be there. I'd read somewhere long ago that really struck me that when we err or we do something wrong or when we have some negativities, we proudly say, after all, it is human to err. It is human to make a mistake. It's also human to rise up from every mistake because we've been given that discrimination. Also, that when we do something good, we think that we did something very great. Why is it that when we do something wrong, something negative, something bad, we say it is human? Why don't we be humble enough to recognize that to do something good, to do something great, to do something mighty is just human. That way we conquer our ego. However, if someone says, but a little bit of it is there, so what? But remember, they are the cause of our suffering. Whenever you find yourself miserable or sad, look into the cause. It will be one of these six. Kama, Krodha, Loba, Moha, Ahankara and Matsarya. When you are stressed, when you are disturbed, you are anxious, recognize that these are the cause of it. And when the mind is calm, you recognize Saha Aham, that supreme infinite reality, that God that I worshipped outside is the very essence that I am. And there is no me that exists without that supreme Saha Aham Soham. And what if I do not have this knowledge that I am infinite, I am one with the truth, I am one with God and everything and everyone is an expression of that God and I am one with everyone. Shankaracharya says that Atma Jnana Vihina Mudaha The one who is devoid of this self-knowledge not only burns within not only feels miserable within, depressed and dejected within, because of these negativities, but creates a hell for himself 
and for others. Pachyante narakani gudaha. Such a mudaha, such a deluded one. They pachyante, they are roasted. They are fried. And therefore we see so many descriptions of hell given in all the religions of the world. And then we conveniently say that, you know, hell is not afterlife. Hell is here and now. And truly it is. And what is here is there. What is there is also here. Because hell and heaven are states of our mind. And we carry our mind from place to place, from body to body, from world to worlds. Te pachante narakani gudaha. In the deepest, darkest hell, they suffer. And that hell is within. There are people who in the midst of all difficulties and challenges, difficulties, problems, they create a heaven in hell. And there are others who in the heaven of things create a hell for themselves. Somebody asked Bhagavan Shankaracharya, Ko vasti narakaha? Where or what is hell? And he says, one who resides attached to this body, and descriptions of hells are what? That there's places where there is fire, there is heat, there is uh, extremities, uh, there is smoke, there is darkness. And uh, some descriptions are quite gruesome. That there's river of blood and pus. But when you look into this body, everything is present. And not seeing that infinite blissful consciousness we reside in hell. So these people remain in hell. Therefore, quickly gain this knowledge. Don't waste even a fraction of a second. Don't even pause for a minute. Seek Govinda, seek Govinda, seek Govinda. Bhaja Govindam, Bhaja Govindam, Govindam Bhaja Mudamate and free yourself from the suffering. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.